Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the V1 Church Podcast. How are you doing? This is Pastor Mike, the lead pastor, and I'm going to go very deep. I'm talking, this word is about root systems. And I'm just going to tell you, and if you've already seen the live broadcast, you know the spirit of the living God moves so profoundly. I mean, it just absolutely changed people's lives. So I, I want you to just keep this thing running, put do not disturb on and make a commitment to get all the way to the end of this message because we are dealing with roots and breaking cycles today, right now. So without further ado, here's the sermon. I want to ask you something right now. Do you ever feel like you take two steps forward and then three steps back? Do you ever feel like you have these heightened experiences with the Holy Spirit? You're in worship and he's reminding you that everything's gonna be all right. Tears streaming down your face. And then just even hours after that experience, you're right back into the same cycle. Anybody, anybody watching, this word today is for you. This word is for you. We're gonna be talking about root systems and how God will actually pluck out that root so that the root doesn't create a fruit that creates a cycle. How many of you here are ready for cycles to be broken in your life? Come on, come on, help me welcome everybody who's watching live right now around the world. Come on, let's just give it up here in studio. We're coming at you from our Long Island location. And I wanna tell you whether you're watching in England, we've got Rachel watching, Janice holding it down in London. We've got the whole Dominican Republic crew watching in Spanish, mind you, which is amazing. But as a lead pastor of V1 Church, I wanna welcome you, but I wanna invite you into the next several moments where you can experience real and lasting change from a cycle being broken. Come on, is there anybody who knows what I'm talking about? We have the evangelist come in. And when the evangelist comes in, we're like literally wrecked with the Holy Spirit. It's so powerful. And then just one day later, you're like, what am I even doing with my life? Come on, I know that your Monday didn't look like your Sunday. Am I right, somebody? And so we've got to go back to this place to say, is there a root inside of me that even though I'm chopping off the branches of that root, it's actually growing back bigger and stronger each time because I'm pruning something that I need to pluck out. Come on, you could just write that down in your notes. Am I pruning it or am I plucking it out? There's a difference. You know, it's funny because before I moved to the mean streets of Queens in New York City, we owned a house in Indiana. And on the side of our house, my wife and I were talking about this. We actually had this big weed and it would grow like almost like a size of a large bush. And I would come out every year and trim that thing all the way down. And sure enough, each year it just kept growing back bigger and bigger. Finally, in a moment of frustration, I chopped it down, almost down to the ground. Well, guess what happened? Within a year's time, it already had built itself back up. This thing was growing like crazy. Then year after year, it was like this funny battle, like Mike versus nature. And I get out there and figure out how I can like get, get rid of this thing. Finally, I had a truck at the time and I said, I'm going to actually tie a chain to this thing and I'm going to wrap the chain around and then I'm going to pull this thing out of the ground. Well, I wrapped the chain around and my wife's watching. This is like Hillbilly Fest 2012. 
And all of a sudden I begin to pull this thing out and it nearly rips the bumper off my truck. And my wife's laughing, it's hysterical. Do you know that I had to get down with a shovel and I had to work my way around that whole root system. And it was funny because even though I had chopped it down the year before and it grew back, the root system went down for feet into the ground and wide in every direction. So I had to start working with a shovel, breaking up every single root to loosen that thing enough to pull it out. I want to just tell you, some of the things that you think you're dealing with on the surface level have a root system that's so much more significant and so much bigger than you can ever imagine. And you're like, God, I don't understand. I feel your touch during worship, but I go back to that addiction. You've got a root system. God, I I don't understand. It's just like I, I control myself in the moment and I think I'm getting over anger, but then I explode and I put another hole in the wall. There's a root system. Who am I talking to today? Come on, drop a comment. Let me know if I'm talking to you today. There's a root system that God wants to deal with. I want to show you something in scripture right now. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verses 18 through 19. This scripture is a warning to the children of Israel. It says, beware, lest there be any among you, a man or a woman or a clan or tribe whose heart is turning away from the Lord, our God, to go and serve the gods of the nations. Beware, somebody say beware. This is a warning. Beware lest there be among you a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. The poison of the root will destroy your life. It says, one who, when he hears the words of this sworn covenant, blesses himself in his heart saying, I shall be safe. I'm gonna be all right. Though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. Deuteronomy chapter 29. Now hold your finger there in your Bible because I want to take you over to the new covenant in the New Testament. And I want to show you a very similar warning in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. So now flip over to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Look what it says. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. How many of you are thankful for grace and the grace of God? It says, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. See, there's something about the root system in our heart, the root system in our life, that determines what is seen and what's visible. The invisible determines the visible. The spiritual determines the natural. Did you know that you are actually a spiritual being having a physical experience, not just a physical being, sometimes having a spiritual experience? Did anybody realize that? We are in a spiritual spirit. You guys are going to have to talk back to me here. It's okay to act like you're not on film. You know that, right? We are a spiritual being. And if we miss this whole idea about root systems, Can I just tell you as your pastor, things that you think are good for you could eventually be the worst thing to happen to you. Let me explain. We have these services where we're pouring out our heart before God. You have this experience where you're feeling chills and you're crying, but because you didn't remove the root, actually the rain of God upon a weed in your life will cause it to explosively grow. Because what'll happen is you'll become double-minded. Do you know what double-minded means? 
Double-minded means when you're confused, when you're stuck between two realities, two decisions, two different paths that you can take. And Christians are like, I don't understand how to make amends between this experience when I'm watching pornography, when this experience when I'm inappropriately texting a coworker and I know that I'm married and I know I shouldn't do it, this experience where I just cussed somebody out and exploded in anger, this experience, come on, I know I'm getting into somebody's mess right now, this experience where I'm walking and talking like I'm in the darkness, but then this other experience where I was basking in Christ's marvelous light. And God spoke to me and said, double-mindedness ends today. This is the decision time, but you got to pull up some roots, pull up some roots. You know, this political season that we've been in, you know what it did? It created a whole bunch of surface level conversations where we thought we were going to the root, but we didn't go to the root. Come on, you think that we can actually get through this season just dealing on the surface level? No, we gotta go to the root because the root's always eventually going to be exposed. No matter how many times at my house in Indiana, I chopped off the branches, they grew back bigger. And sometimes we try behavior modification. I'm gonna cut off the branches to my anger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn breathing techniques. This is the thing that you have in the world. Every time I want to kill you still. Right now, you have these occult practices that are working their way into people's lives. And I, I've, been, I've been actually following witches on social media and none of them think that what they're doing is demonic because they say, no, no, you don't understand. I'm giving you access to these rituals and, and tarot cards and, and you burn this sage and it does this. And if you do these practices, it brings peace. It was like that in Deuteronomy. Among the ancient Israelites, you had these pagan people living in proximity of them. And none of them said, hey, what we're doing is demonic. Would you like to come over to the works of darkness? They actually said, hey, no, no, listen, I heard that you had a, a hard time conceiving a kid. We have a God of fertility. If you enter into this sexual uh, fertility ritual, maybe you can conceive too. It'll help you. Did you know that paganism is always a solution? It's masked in a solution, but behind it is Satan. And see, when you talk about root systems right now, I've got to go really deep. Do I have your permission to go deep? Because what happens is you say, oh, I just, I just, I vape a little bit of this. I smoke a little bit of this. I drink a little bit of this. And you, what we do is we replace instead of remove. We replace instead of remove. We've got to pull out the root and he's calling us to remove, but we're just replacing the Holy Spirit with a substance, with a ritual, with behavior modification, with breathing exercises. All that stuff has its place. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom. I feel the power of God all over me. Seek first the kingdom and then all these things will be added unto you. Are you a physical body? Yeah, for 70 years, maybe a little bit more. And there's a place for breathing techniques and getting your diet right. Come on, but if you don't starve out the demon, your diet will never matter. If you don't start feeding your spirit, on the outside you could be flourishing, but on the inside you could be dying because you have a root system that's a poisonous, bitter root. Now I ask, who am I talking to? 
God wants to pull it out from the root because I've seen charismatic Pentecostal people get all excited about what God did in a service, but then it produces a double-mindedness because the root wasn't taken out. Does anybody here want to take the root out today? Does anybody watching online want to pull the root system out? You know, there's these seasons that repeat themselves and as they repeat themselves, they create a cycle. That weed that I had growing next to my house, the funny thing was it bloomed in season. It had a ritual of its own and that eventually created a cycle. You see people who get free from addiction from a little while, but they go back. You see, you see people live for Christ for a little while, but they fall back. But see, this time is different. This time you're going to be consistent because we're going to take something out from the root and it's not going to bloom and a cycle is going to be broken. And if you believe it, I wish somebody would shout me down right now because you're sick and tired of going through the same cycle and God wants to end a cycle, but it doesn't end just because we want it to end. It ends because we pull it out from the root. The root produces fruit. Fruit produces seasons and seasons produce cycles. Somebody say, in the cycle. I'm on. Every second, you have 640 trillion electrical impulses surging through your brain and throughout your body. We are incredibly complex on a mental, spiritual, and emotional level. And most of those trillions of surges that are hitting through your brain and your body are happening on a subconscious level. So we've got to go to the root. I want to show you something. And these are some root systems that are going to help you understand what you may be working with. We have the root of insecurity and insignificance. And when you see the root of insecurity and insignificance, the emotional fruit, this is what is actually produced off of that branch, is arrogance, pride, competition. But then there's another kind of fruit on the other end of the spectrum. And, and you would think to yourself, it's a different root, but it's the same root, but a different fruit. It's actually lethargy, depression. And then, then it has this physical response. And what is it? Anxiety and maybe even dysmorphia. What does that mean? this extreme opinion of your physical body. And what's it all stem from? Insecurity, a feeling of insignificance. Oh, I would have more value if you could see the six pack that's underneath all of this. I would have more significance if I got more likes, shares, follows, and comments. I would have more significance if people paid attention to what I said. And so then some of those people, I know I'm talking to somebody, are the most arrogant people and they'll never admit to their pride because I've never talked to a prideful person who thinks that they're prideful. I've only talked to prideful people who would admit that they were insecure. So I'm asking you the question, the person who puffs their chest out the most on the inside, could they be the most insecure? The person who's lethargic, who just says, uh, I don't have any energy, man. I don't feel like doing it. I'm depressed, whatever. Could it actually be that they tried at one point in their life and they failed and that insecurity is telling them don't try again? Could it be they're saying they don't have energy, but it's not a change in a diet. It's a change in a root system. Oh, who is this word for today? I'm going to keep on asking until you start owning it. I'm going to keep on asking until you start owning it because there's root systems. There's root systems. How many of you want to know how to take the root out? How many of you want to know how to take the root out? 
when I, okay, I tried to rip it out with my truck physically. It wasn't possible. And then I had to take a shovel, a spaded shovel and begin to break through every single one of those roots one by one. Every, because they extensively went down into the ground. It took me hours to do that. And I felt it loosening up and I'd say, oh, it's not ready yet. It's not ready. Some of you, God has been working on root systems in your life for a long time. And I'm telling you, there's a last little bit of it. He's cutting out. It's about to come out all the way now. I know what I saw in the spirit for our church. But see, what you do is you use the word. And the word of God is your spaded shovel. It's the ax, it's the sword that you lay down to the root system. Does somebody wanna hear the word of God for insecurity and insignificance? Because I'll tell you what, you can get the blue check mark and you know what that makes you? No more loved by your heavenly father than you were before you got it. Come on, what do you want? This is the question I'm asking you. What do you want in life that seems so unobtainable? I could give it to you today if I had it and it wouldn't change anything because the root needs to change. Significance isn't changed. You know what happens when you're dealing with the root system? You say, oh, have you ever been around a prideful person and you feel the pressure to actually feed their ego? Come on, can we get real today? You feel like, well, I know how to make it better. Maybe, maybe when they're around, I'll compliment them all the time. Come on, get, are we being real with each other? I'll just, I'll feed their ego because I know that they're prideful and you, they suck you in to the vortex of their own pride and arrogance. And, and the more you compliment them, the more that you try to speak into their ego, it's literally like taking a pail of water and pouring buckets upon a weed that all you're gonna do is grow. And it puts them no closer to their true freedom from insecurity. Even with dysmorphia, I've met guys that are totally ripped out and they didn't do it for health. They did it for significance. They're peacocking. Look at me. I've seen, I've seen people who deal with issues in their physical body, both ends of the spectrum. And I'm speaking into a root system because you need to know God's word. Can I just tell you what God's word has to say? This is the ax that we lay to the root right now. Ephesians chapter two, verse 19. And here's what it says. So then you are no longer strangers and insignificant aliens. What does that mean? Outsiders that don't belong, that don't have a purpose. You're no longer insignificant, but you are fellow citizens with the saints. That means Paul and Peter and Silas and Joe and Josh and Mark and Luke. That means you, your fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. And so nothing that you can do that flows from the root of insecurity can stop you from being any more or less valuable because you're already in. See, we tell ourselves, well, I can get access if I can just push a little bit harder. No, no, no. Your significance is found in what Christ did for you, not what you're going to do for yourself. Then from that place, be healthy in your body. Then from that place, be healthy in your relationship with others. This scripture, do I have your permission to go deep? Because I want us to examine the weapons by which we lay an ax to the root. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens. Watch, this both humbles you and encourages you at the same time. You're not a citizen with, the, with a few saints. You are fellow citizens, plural, 
with all the other saints. It humbles you. You are so special, and yet you ain't special at the same time. It's just like being one of the Avengers. Hey, you got a superpower? So do all of us. (laughs) Yours is yours and mine is mine, but we're going to get this job done together. And you are both in and part of this group and special and unique. You are fellow citizens with the saints. That's why I'm not asking any of you to be me. I'm asking you to be you. I'll be me. You be you. Can I give you some more root systems? So when you're feeling insignificant, what do you do? You just shout out Ephesians and lay a sword to that thing. When you feel like your body's not right, you just quote Ephesians and lay a sword to that root. When you look and you're scrolling through social media and you're thinking about what they have and what you don't have, you quote Ephesians and lay a sword to that root. When you start puffing yourself up, but on the inside, we all know that you're just insecure. You start quoting Ephesians and lay a a sword to that root. Let me give you another one. Here's a root system. I'm going there. Somebody say, go there. (laughs) I just need some permission because this is like 15 years worth of therapy that's going to happen in 15 minutes because the spirit of the living God is going to do a work inside of you. Here's a root, the root of unforgiveness. The root of unforgiveness. And some of you watching, you need to forgive God. You need to forgive God because God didn't do it. The Bible says that he came to give you life and life more abundantly, but Satan came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. You've got the wrong enemy. You need to forgive God. God, why was I born in this family? Because he knew you would survive it and live to tell the story, and that story would be your testimony, and that testimony would set the nations free if you would get over your unforgiveness and speak the word of truth to somebody. God, why did you let that happen to me? Well, he didn't let it happen to you. He may have known it was going to happen, but he said, I've already provisioned to heal you, to restore you, to put together the broken pieces, and, and because it happened to you, it's a reminder that you have an enemy called the devil and you might as well stand up and be counted among the army of God and fight if he called you to fight because the worst place to be is on the sidelines when you've been destined to be born on a battlefield why did it happen to me no here's a better question why did you survive you survived because you have an adversary before you knew you had an adversary so start being a warrior before you know the fullness of your warfare come on the root of unforgiveness says here's the emotional fruit anger you think that person road raging was that mad about you cutting them off on the road they're mad at the dad that left them at three years old roots we gotta go to the roots We're dealing with things on a surface level. You think that that guy who used you just used you and walked away because he didn't know how to love? Partially that's true, but he feels so insignificant and so inadequate as a man to provide for you that he thinks the only thing he can get is the pleasure from sex because he can't produce the provision for marriage. to go to the roots we got to go to the roots hatred frustration vengefulness and then physically guess what begins to happen when you have unforgiveness elevated blood pressure vascular resistance and a decreased immune response so you've got a global pandemic COVID-19 
And it's actually converging in the same time and space as a whole bunch of angry, unforgiving, low immune system, high blood pressure people. That is the ingredient for a real pandemic because you can recover from a virus in 14 days, but you're not recovering from a root system that's been there for 14 years. Oh, I wish you heard me today. We're going to the root. Who wants to go with me? See, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And not the kind of freedom that happens in counseling, the kind of freedom that happens from the great counselor. And I'm saying, walk up in the room, step up into my root system, God. Pull it all out because I want to be free indeed. Not just another Pentecostal service, but Pentecostal power that pulls out a root. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I'm spitting today. You thought that was haze from a haze machine. That's just me spitting truth today. We got to pull out the root. And I told God, I said, not on my watch, God. Not on my watch. I don't do surface level. Can I give you the scripture? (laughs) To lay the ax to the root. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. This is a version of the gospel that you don't hear in stadiums because this version of the gospel is a narrow road that will cost you. It's not the one that you can repeat and parrot a prayer and hope that you get to heaven. It's the one that you become a disciple of Christ and walk this word out and it will cost you your feelings. It will cost you your emotions. It will be radical. This scripture I'm about to read will be the hardest thing some of you ever do in your life, but it will produce the greatest breakthrough. Now, can I read it to you? Because this is not the gospel you hear in stadiums, but it's the gospel I'm hoping that stadiums were the people here today. It says, for if you, somebody shout, if you, if you, that's contingent. If you forgive others for their transgressions, then your heavenly father will also forgive you. But but wait a second. I just thought he forgave me no matter what. Now listen. He forgave you so that you would become more like him and forgive them. Come on. You guys are missing it. This is all mic drop moments for somebody. He forgave you so that you could become more like him and be literally hanging on the proverbial cross of your own pain and look down on them and you're busy dying but you're forgiving while you're dying because you become like the one who dies for you yeah i know he raped me but i forgive him because the other man saved me i know that he walked out but i forgive the one who walked out because he walked in i'm dealing with the root does somebody feel the root the root somebody shout me down if you feel the presence of God I'm forgiven this time I'm forgiving not because they deserve freedom but because I already got it Woo! freedom I got one more the root of shame Whew, I feel I feel chains falling the root of shame. The root of shame. How do you know you've got the root of shame? You know, my daughter Bella and I have been obsessed with this show. And in this show, I'm not even going to say it because it may ruin your week as you're binge watching every episode. <laughs> Some of you are going to lose your jobs not going to work watching the show, so I'm not going to even tell you the title. But this, this show, they go to these locations 
and you have to survive and you have to outlast everyone. And there's these horticulturists, people that have the ability to determine in a forest what's what. Well, if you eat this, it has this vitamins and minerals. And if you eat this, it'll benefit you in this way. And they have a horticulture background. And I was thinking as I've continued on my journey as a pastor, I've become a horticulturalist for root systems. And I can look into the seedbed, the garden of your soul, of our church. And I look at the landscape and I say, I know that root because I know the fruit. And I'm trying to teach you discernment. Everybody wants to discern. See, discernment's the first step. The second step is now that you've discerned it, take it out. <laughs> now, that, now, that I've, now that I've uncovered it, remove it. Here's the root of shame. Now hear me when I say this in love. False freedom of expression. False freedom of expression. Some people who have shame, they mask their shame with extravagant expression. They might be the best dressed in the room, but the most shameful, most shameful person. They might be the most flamboyant. They might be the ones that, man, you're just like, wow, they, they seem like what they project to the world is so potent and so powerful, and yet it's a false freedom of expression because there's a shame on the inside. There's a shame. Alter ego. People who are one person in one circle, another person, there's they're shame there. What else? Constant striving for success and hiding. What do you mean? I'm ashamed of who I am. And so I'm going to keep striving for success because each time I push harder, I prove my very existence. It makes me feel like somehow it's justifiable that I'm alive. But how many of you know that your identity is never in your constant striving for success? Because even when you've accomplished all the accomplishments, we take them before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and we lay them down, all of our crowns upon his feet. And we say, God, what does it all matter? The greatest accomplishment I'll ever accomplish is saying yes to you and becoming your child. And in that moment, anything else you ever try to add to that beauty, that wonder, that splendor will pale in comparison. And we don't strive for success. We actually, watch this, we watch success follow us as we follow Christ. And success may look like being Paul writing the epistles from prison because that's all he could do. Success might look like signs, miracles, and wonders. Success might be the, the apostle Thomas being actually murdered by pagans in India as they begin to stab him repeatedly with spears because he wouldn't be lit up by fire when they tried to set him on fire. Success, it changes its forms, but it's always following those who follow Jesus Christ. And so I don't have shame anymore. Do you guys wanna hear the sword that we lay to the root of shame? And when we feel shameful about where we came from, come on, do I have any free lunch? Come on, do I, do I have some food stamp free lunch government kids watching right now? I used to be ashamed of where I came from, ashamed of how many stepdads, but I've got one dad above all stepdads. I've got, I've got a God who provides for me according to his riches and his glory. Come on, some shame. Shame about what you've done. Shame about where you've been. Come on, have you read the canonized 66 books of the Bible? Moses was a murderer. Come on now. Elijah was depressed under a tree. It seems as if I found myself in good company. 
because they failed and I failed, but we got back up through Jesus Christ and we stayed up by his grace and his power and his mercy. And so I can't be shamed about how I used to be because I'm not who I used to be. Can I give you the word? Isaiah chapter 50, verse 7. But the Lord, somebody say, but God. Oh, did you hear about what, did you hear about what Mike Signorelli did in 2011? Did you hear what God's using Mike Signorelli to do in 2021? (laughs) Come on, somebody, we're going for the roots. But God, the Lord helps me. People say religion's a crutch. I'd say I can't walk without God. I was lame and he called my name and I got up and I'm able to walk and I couldn't walk. He helps me. Therefore, somebody shouted, therefore. (laughs) I used to be drunk, but God helped me, therefore. I used to be an adulterer, but God helped me, therefore. Come on, I used to be simple-minded and uneducated, but God helped me through the Holy Ghost, therefore. Come on, somebody, what's your therefore? Therefore, I have not been disgraced. (laughs) Therefore, I have set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be put to shame the end of the story always determines the interpretation of the entire story when you get to the end of the movie the end of the movie determines the interpretation of the whole story I shall not be put to shame sounds like a promise to me Do you guys have time for one more? I want to go to my last and most powerful root system, the root of past trauma. Yeah, we're going there. The root of past trauma. People say New Yorkers are skeptical. No, they're just traumatized. They've been traumatized. That's why we've got a father's heart ministry here. Distrust. You don't trust people. You don't even, when you have past trauma, you don't even trust the people that had the names of the people that hurt you in your past. Triggers, avoidance, to avoid those triggers, escapism. So many people watching right now are convinced that you're supposed to move, but actually you're supposed to get healed from the trauma of the past that happened in the place you're trying to escape from. And it'll be a same location, but a different place once you get healed from your trauma. Come on, some of you are about to live in the new New York. And what's going to be new about it? You. Some of you are about to get changed. You're not moving. This time you're going down. You're not going out. You're going down into the roots. You're not going away. You're going down into the roots. You're not going away. You're going down to the roots. You're not trying to escape. You're trying to get down into the roots. It says addiction. And then physically, I want you to see this Harvard research untreated past trauma can have a big impact on your future health so there's a version of you that doesn't even exist yet that is still being impacted by past trauma and it says this the emotional and physical reactions it triggers can make you more prone to serious health conditions including heart attack stroke obesity diabetes and cancer according to who harvard medical school research 
Let me tell you the good news today. Harvard can tell you where some of these conditions came from, but Jesus is about to tell you where they're going. <laughs> Back to the pit of hell where they came from. Back to the pit of hell where they came from. Harvard might be able to tell us where, what, come on now. It came from past trauma, but it's heading back to the pit of hell. Can I give you the word of the Lord for past trauma? The sword that we lay to the root? Proverbs chapter 1, verse 33. But whoever, come on, somebody say, that's me. When it says whoever, that's you. Whoever, whoever, whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Proverbs chapter one, verse 33. Do you know what fear is? It's an imagined future. Fear is dread about an imagined future. And it says this, Proverbs chapter one, verse 33. But whoever listens to me, listens to God Almighty. It says this, he will, do, he will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Some of you, your stomach's in knots, irritable bowels, heart palpitations, actually feel pain in the back of your head. Come on, team, would you all just help me pray right now? Because we're about to close this thing out. And see, what I don't think you understand is these root systems even cause physical manifestations. Pain in your lower back, pain in your neck. Literally, people have said that phrase, you're just such a pain in my neck. And then it manifests as a physical pain in their neck. Come on, sometimes these root systems begin to just wreak havoc on our body. And the Lord told me that if I was faithful, to declare his word. Proverbs chapter one, verse 33 says, but whoever listens to me, come on, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers also. Make your prayers a prophecy. Say it out loud, out of your mouth. Begin to speak these words and declare them. It says they will be secure and they won't be secure because of their geographic location. They will be secure because of their spiritual destination. I'm resting in you, God. I'd rather be in the epicenter of a global pandemic geographically, but spiritually resting in the words of my heavenly Father than to be on a remote island outside of his words. When you hear his words and you rest and dwell inside of what he says, you are secure. I want you to begin to close your eyes as you're watching right now. Just close your eyes. Remove all the distractions. Right now, physical healings are about to occur around the world. If you're in a watch party and you're a pastor of V1 Church, I dare you to stretch your hand out upon somebody in the room that has their hand lifted right now for physical healing because root systems are coming out emotionally and they're coming out physically as well. And I, if, you're, if you're at a watch party and there's not a pastor standing by, I need you to just steward this moment. I need you to stay in this moment. There's root systems that are coming out right now. Come on, team. I want you to get ready with this song, Angela. There's an anointing on your voice. We're going to begin to sing this song out and declare it, but right now we're dealing with root systems. Father, I pray right now for every single person watching live 
God, that you would begin to deal with things in their heart. If that was you for unforgiveness, I want you to get the words outside out of your mouth. I forgive them. I release them. I forgive them. Some of you are going to start screaming because you're going to get deliverance because foul spirits are going to be removed from you as you say, I forgive them. The curse is broken and freedom takes place. And I dare you right now to be obedient, to say the words, I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. Begin to release it right now. For those of you who are dealing with insecurity, for those of you who are dealing with those insecurities or insignificance right now, I want you to just say the phrase, God, I am yours. God, I belong to you. I am yours. Abba, call him dad. Call him Papa. I am yours. I am yours. Because the more you declare who you belong to, come on, your position is connected to a person. And significance is found when the king of all kings reminds you that you are his child and you're blessed because of who you're connected to and you're treasured because of who he is. I want you to just remind yourself, I belong to Abba. I belong to Papa. I belong to Dad. He's my heavenly father. Come on, get that root out. Get that root out, some of you, right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You need to begin to say, God, I'm sorry for having unforgiveness against you. I'm sorry for blaming you, God. I'm sorry for blaming you, God. I'm sorry, God, I'm back. I'm here, arms stretched out. Let me just begin to pray for you, some of you, as you're going through this time. And then we're going to sing this song out. Heavenly Father, I just pray that miracles would begin to take place as root systems come out. As root systems come out, God, never the same. That people are not going to be double-minded. That people are not going to be trapped between one decision or the another. Between darkness or light. But we are going all the way right now. We are taking this, this stance for you, God. Come on, Angela, begin to sing it out. Come on, sing this at home. Sing this at your watch parties. We are here for you, God. No matter what it looks like, we surrender. We bow down. Do what only you can do, God. Come on, set hearts ablaze with the fire of the Holy Spirit right now, God. This is the move. Forgiveness is the move of God. Confession, repentance is the move of God. This is the move. Root systems coming out. This is the move. Somebody's addiction is being broken right now. I just saw an image. I dare you to take those cigarettes, to break them up, take a picture of them, flush them down the toilet. I dare you right now. I, I just saw it. Roots are coming out. I dare you to take the alcohol. Some of you have been making a pet out of your addictions and it broke off the leash a long time ago and is killing your family. Yo, I felt that so strongly. You've made a pet 
out of your addictions and it broke off the leash and it's destroying your children. Some of you have not yet had children and it's foaming at the mouth waiting for your children to be born so that what you tolerated will decimate your children. Today is the day where indecision is done with. Today is the day I dare you to pour it out. I dare you to break down the idol. I dare you to destroy it. I dare you to document the destruction of that idol and say this thing may have run in my family but I'm the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ and this is where I sever the roots this is where it dies on this day come on come on sing it come on miracles are breaking out come on hit that share button while this is still live many more need what's happening right now this is the move this is the move this is the move come on miracles are breaking out feel peace. Do you guys feel that peace? There is a tangible peace that's settling right now. There's a peace settling in your home. There's a peace settling in your home. Do you know where the the demon of Ahab and Jezebel enter a home, enter a church? When an insecure person tries to control instead of surrendering in worship. The demonic is always offered as a solution. I need you to see the wisdom of God. When I started this sermon with Deuteronomy, they had to tell the children of Israel, don't you dare bow down to the idolatry of the nations around us because it's going to pose itself as a solution to infertility, a solution of poverty, a solution to the relationships. That is the definition of the occult, is a false solution appearing real. It's somebody saying, do this potion, do this lotion, do this ritual. It will help you. And many of you have tried everything but Christ and Christ alone. And the peace that you feel right now is saying, let the Holy Spirit teach you the rhythms of your breathing. Oh, the one that made you will teach you how to breathe through this season. Oh, you don't need a guru. You need a savior. The one that made your body will heal your body. Yes, we thank God for for pills. We thank God for the medical sciences. But we thank God that we have the great physician that's healing the trauma that caused the back pain. Come on, he's healing the heart. And from the heart, he heals the back. From the heart, he heals the head. From the heart, he heals the neck. Come on, from the past. He heals the future. Who's it happening to right now? Y'all, I don't even know what's going to happen after today. I just got to keep, can I keep letting it run a little bit longer? I, I just, okay, let me just tell you guys. When, when Daniel Chand and his wife Tanya were here, our team was weeping. You guys couldn't see this on the other side of the camera. But our team was weeping as they had, they were down on their knees and they were worshiping. And Daniel said, I have traveled all over the world and been in churches, but I've never seen anything like what I saw at V1. And his wife, Tanya, said something so poignant. She said, you know, your space is under construction. 
And with it under construction, I saw your leaders and your people on their face of these dusty floors. She said, and I watched after tear, after tear, after tear begin to pour out upon those floors. And she said, then I realized the very foundation of V1 Church are the tears of those who worship and love God with all their might. Yeah, you're going to see an LED wall behind us. You're going to see all this get buttoned up. But I'd rather take the tears, the tear-drenched floors of the people of God more than any production because tears produce power. Production doesn't produce power. Tears produce power. Production doesn't produce power. And V1 Church has got it where it counts. We got it in the tears. We got it laying in worship before the Lord. That's who you are in Indiana. And that's why V1 Church Indiana is going to be a force to be reckoned with with the forces of darkness. That's why you got it where it counts in London. That's where you got it where it counts in the Dominican Republic because we know how to do the flooring with tears before the tiles show up. Come on, this is the beginning. My wife and I, We've been in a place of vision for this church. Did you know that right now across the street from us is a doctor's office? And our Queens HQ, when the Holy Spirit told me, yeah, I don't care how crazy that sounds, he told me to get that space. I walked past it every day on the way to the gym. And the Holy Spirit said, that's going to be your headquarters for Queens. And I moved in there and signed the lease. And guess what opened next door? A pharmacy. So we got one location on Long Island across the street from a hospital and the next one next to a pharmacy. And the Holy Spirit, you know what he said? He quickened my wife, Julie, and said, I want you to start prayer lines outside the doors of both of your locations because signs and wonders and miracles are going to break out and be so common that your lines are going to rival the COVID lines, but you're going to actually have the antidote. You're going to actually have the healing. And so I'm just telling you, there's something about this root system. This is not just charismatic Pentecostal shindigs as usual. I can just tell you, yeah, we know theology, but we actually know the breath of God that became flesh. We know the man who embodies all sound theology. And then he said, I'm leaving and I'm setting another. And that other is the Holy Spirit. And so I'm not going to apologize for the Holy Spirit, which is perfect theology, manifests itself in any way. Come on, church. Are we ready for what God going to do right now come on spirit break out get in my way god get in my agenda get in my plan because i believe that our lines are going to rival their lines this time and this isn't just going to be another camp fire revival night this is a move this is a move come on we're in overtime right now do we have enough film for this i know can, can you sing that one more time and I want you to take your liberties. And if you're watching at home, turn your television up. Turn your iPad up. And let's sing this one more time. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. I know that you probably are crying. You probably are having some kind of physical, physical response to that message. If it was anything like it was in the room and during the broadcast, we want to hear from you. So make sure that not only do you give a five-star review and leave a review here on Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen, or maybe if you're listening through Spotify, you can share it to your Instagram story and tag V1 Church, tag, tag me, Mike Signorelli, 
And uh, But listen, I want to hear your story and your testimony from this message. So go to v1.church, our website, and send us a message. And I cannot wait to see you next week. Thank you.